Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 35 is entitled, The Stories of the New Testament, Matthew Chapter 5, The Sermon on the Mount, Part 1, The Beatitudes. We first think of Matthew when we think of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew begins with the nine Beatitudes, which some interpret as supreme blessedness or state of great joy. 1. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 2. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. 3. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. 4. Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 5. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. 6. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 7. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. 8. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. The first thing we notice about the nine Beatitudes is that they are all commandments with a promise. Each can be turned into a hypothetical statement. If you are poor in spirit, you shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. If you mourn, you shall be comforted. If you are meek, you shall inherit the earth. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. If you are merciful, you shall obtain mercy. If you are pure in heart, you shall see God. If you are a peacemaker, you shall be called the children of God. If you are persecuted for righteousness' sake, you shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. If men revile you and persecute and say all manner of evil against you falsely, you shall have great reward in heaven. The scriptures do not leave us without an explanation. For example, if you mourn, you shall be comforted. Who is the comforter? We are told in John. John fourteen twenty six through 27. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Acts 5.32 And we are his witness of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. The fourth beatitude also refers to the Comforter. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. Paul tells us. Acts 9.17 And Ananias went his way, and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, 
the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Also in John we read, John fourteen sixteen through 17 And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. The second thing we notice is, of course, that the promises are conditional. We must earn them. In logic, we would call the commandment or the condition the antecedent, and the promise the consequent. Let's refer to them as the nine virtues. The poor in spirit, they that mourn, the meek, they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. When men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Most of the virtues are commonly known and thus self-evident. Poor in spirit is a little ambiguous. It is clearly defined by Christ in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It could read, Blessed are the poor in spirit who come unto Christ. It is paradoxical, but you are trading one yoke for another. You are giving up your yoke for the yoke of Christ. The advantage is that Christ's yoke is easy, and his burden is light. In other words, by coming unto Christ, you are trading a heavy burden for a lighter burden. A very beautiful image. The third thing we notice is that for every condition, there is a promise. One, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Two, for they shall be comforted. Three, they shall inherit the earth. Four, for they shall be filled. Five, they shall obtain mercy. Six, they shall see God. Seven, they shall be called the children of God. Eight, Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 9. Great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. All have one thing in common. They apply, of course, to this life, but they primarily are conditions to enter into the kingdom of heaven. There is an interesting parallel between the Beatitudes of the Sermon on the Mount and the promises contained in the seven letters written by John to the seven churches. As you read the promises, remember that the letters were dictated by Christ. In Revelation chapter 1, John sees the resurrected Christ. In Revelations chapter 2 and 3, we have the seven letters. They can also be written as Beatitudes. Ephesus, blessed is he that overcometh, for I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Smyrna, blessed is he that overcometh, for he shall not be hurt of the second death. Pergamos, blessed is he that overcometh, for to him will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Thyatira, 
Blessed is he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end. To him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and I will give him the morning star. Sardis. Blessed is he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Philadelphia. Blessed is he that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Laodicea. Blessed is he that overcometh, to him will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. They too can be changed to hypothetical or conditional statements. The conditions or antecedent are to overcome and endure to the end. To overcome refers to the natural man. Some of the vices are listed. Leaving their first mission, following the practices of the Nicolaitans, blasphemy, holding the doctrine of Balaam, adultery and fornication, eating things sacrificed to idols, dead works, being lukewarm, love of money, pride. The seven churches are in the heart of Roman idol worship. Temptations are tremendous. However, many of the saints remain steadfast. From the fallen virtues listed, one gets a sample of the pressures the idol-worshiping cities placed upon the saints. Patience in suffering cannot bear to look upon evil, holding fast to Christ's name, not denying the faith, charity, works, service, faith, keep the words of Christ, do not deny the name of Christ, hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, have not defiled their garments. Some of the churches are praised, some are called to repentance, but all can still qualify for the kingdom of God if they hear his voice and open the door when he calls. To overcome means to overcome the natural man. They live in the midst of an idol-worshiping nation and are tempted by vices practiced by the Romans in their idol worship, especially the sin of adultery. To endure to the end means to continue to repent, to hold fast to the teachings of Christ, to be faithful unto death, to hold fast to the name of Christ, and to hold fast until Christ comes again. The consequences or promises or blessings follow the assertion, I will. 1. Give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. 2. Not heard of the second death. 3. Give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. 4. Give power over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. 5. Give him the morning star. 6. Clothe in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father, and before his angels, and make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. 7. 
grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. As with the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount, each promise to the seven churches is related to inheriting the kingdom of heaven, or as revealed by John, the holy city in New Jerusalem. All commandments with a promise can be written as Beatitudes. The Psalms of David are filled with Beatitudes. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Psalms 1, 1. Blessed are all they that put their trust in God. Psalms 2, 12. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Psalm 32, 1. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Psalms 33:12 Blessed is the man that trusteth in him Psalms 34:8 Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust Psalms 44 Blessed is the man that considereth the poor Psalms 41:1 Blessed are they that dwell in thy house Psalms 84:4 Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest. Psalms 94.12 Blessed are they that keep judgment. Psalms 106.3 Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Psalms 118.26 Not all the blessings are spelled out. I shall not attempt to trace them all, but consider Psalms 1, 1 through 1-3 as a beatitude. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Of course, it refers to earthly blessings also, but primarily it is speaking of inheriting eternal life. Consider the promise. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Those are eternal images, not temporal images. They refer to the blessings of Abraham and the Abrahamic covenant. The tree is the tree of life. His leaf also shall not wither. Revelation 2, 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The fruit in his season is also an image of the tree of life. Revelation 22, 2. In the midst of the street of it, And on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruits every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Those who eat of the fruit will have access to the holy city. Revelation 22.14 Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Revelation 6.11 And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, 
and tell their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. David is a unique prophet. It was David, not Solomon, who gathered materials for Solomon's temple. David wanted to build the temple, but being a man of war, he was not allowed. His poetry, however, is filled with temple imagery, both for Solomon's temple and for the temple referred to by John as the New Jerusalem. Revelation 21, 10-11 and 22 And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto the stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. They are not coincidental connections. The Old and New Testaments are written in ancient Hebrew poetry. Hebrew poetry uses at least five forms of parallelism. Parallelism not only connects the Old and New Testaments, it also connects concepts as illustrated above. We see through a glass darkly, but God doesn't. He knows the end from the beginning, and the scriptures are meant to be connected together. To enter the kingdom of God, we must strive to keep all the commandments. Remember what Christ said to Lucifer who tempted him to turn stone to bread. Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In the Holy Scriptures, there are many commandments that contain promises. They could all be called Beatitudes, but to remain faithful to the nine Beatitudes, let's refine the definition of Beatitude to mean all commandments that contain the promise of eternal life with God. When John the Revelator said, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. That fits the above definition of a beatitude. The term blessed could be explicit or implicit. If, however, we consider the Holy Bible to be one very long epic poem, considering the parallel structure of Hebrew poetry, it is logical to assume that all verses that begin with blessed are beatitudes, and where the promise is not specifically stated, The implicit promise is of eternal life with God in his kingdom. Parallelism connects concepts over time and space, both in repetition of patterns and words. Those who obtain the promise of eternal life are those who strive to keep the commandments. Those on the outside are those who don't strive to keep the commandments. The Beatitudes are full of eternal promises. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.